All right, welcome to Goon and the Wasp. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you to Steel Pixel Studios. Today, we're going to go over and discuss the New York Jets, the Philadelphia Eagles, talk some fantasy football, and give you our locks of the week. I want to welcome my co-host, the Kahuna. How you doing, Wasp? Fantastic. Good to have you back in the saddle. It's good to be here. I missed a few weeks, but it's good to be back. Good to be back. So let's start off with our 3-0 Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles 3-0 playing the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. 3-0 Eagles. Say it again. 3-0 Eagles, Kahuna. 3-0. And uh, you know what? That's the uh, first time since 2016 that they started the season uh, 3-0. And it just so happens in 2016 they had uh, their coach was Doug Peterson. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit of uh, coming along here, especially with the Jaguars this week. Yeah, Eagles been fantastic. Uh, it all starts with Jalen Hurts. They had the uh, Washington Commanders. They won 24-8 in a very convincing win. Uh, he was 22-35, 340 yards, three touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, obviously fantastic for the three wins. What do you think? Well, uh, yeah, before I talk about Jalen Hurts, just one other thought. You know, the last time they were 3-0, and or the last two times, uh, they both times they lost the fourth game, and they didn't make the playoffs. So, this game is going to be critically important for them to keep that momentum moving forward. So having said all that, Jalen Hurts, man, everything we said in our, you know, our opening season comments about the Eagles, especially Jalen Hurts, you know, he's really improved, I think, just watching him. He looks uh, calmer. Um, he's making better reads. The passes have been pretty good. I mean, he's underthrown one or two long passes, but for the rest of his passes, I really like him. Um He's just really leading the team between his uh, his arm, his legs, everything. It looks good. Well, he's a leader. Obviously, he was a national champion in Alabama. He was in Oklahoma. He's a Heisman champion. He's fantastic in all ways, and he's mature. I remember when Tua and Hertz were at Alabama, there was a lot of who's going to be quarterback. He had to take the second saddle, and he took it with confidence. He waited. He had to come back in and win him a national championship. So I like Hertz. Uh, inside the locker room, outside the locker room. I think he's a leader. I think he's the future of the team. And, hey, look at Tua and uh, in Miami and Philadelphia Eagles, the only three no teams right now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What about their supporting cast? I mean, you know, look, uh, A.J. Brown, like we said, that was a real trade. I mean, it, it's shown it's paid dividends already, right? And he's obviously making Devontae Smith better. Eight receptions, 169 yards, and a touchdown last week. It was a crazy good game for Devonta Smith. I mean, I was watching that one. Uh, he took down on a, what the one or two yard line over the top when he fell on his back, lost his wind. How he held on to, I don't know. And then that touchdown in the corner again, amazing catch. So he he is making everyone around him look better. And he's making the team look fantastic. Um, even Miles Sanders, what a big difference already. Uh, I got a touchdown. And, oh, by the way, you know, he's, he's getting 15, 16 shots now. And uh, Boston Scott and, uh, and Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell, so you know, they're kind of in the background a little bit as a supporting cast. But a great uh, offensive line right now. They're, they're making, uh, they're moving people. They're making the runs happen. And they look good. So the Eagles now 3-0 are going to be taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, a surprise team in the NFL, 2-1. and Their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson quarterback, super confident guy. He's got 772 yards on the season, six touchdowns to one interception. He's got Christian Kirk catching the ball, their big free agent out of Arizona, and James Robinson running the ball. So the Jags have a good team. They're putting it together. A new coach this year with Urban Meyer being gone. So we'll see what happens with the Jags. Right now, Philadelphia was minus 7. It's currently minus 6.5. Under over 48. 
who would have thought we'd been praising a, a team led by Doug Peterson, right? But the, the, the whole chemistry of the team has changed in Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looks fantastic. James Robinson, who thought he was coming back off that ACL injury? He's, he's running hard. And uh, Christian Kirk, everyone said he was a nobody. He was a second fiddle. Well, he's the number one guy, and he's proven it. And they're paying him for it. Um, I like Zay Jones. I like all those guys. Evan Ingram now, a new life down in Jacksonville. So that team is much improved, but they're playing with a passion that they didn't have under Urban Meyer. And I think that's what's the real difference. And you also look at their defense. Very solid. Look what they just did uh, last week, right? Just Jacksonville is playing tough. And I think this is like a trap game, potentially, for the Eagles. Because everyone says Eagles should win. But are they going to? I think the Eagles win just because they're at home. I think the Eagle fans make a difference. I think being in Philadelphia, I think it's going to be a, a game changer for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, well, I, I, I like that. I want the Eagles to win, and I actually like them to win, but it's going to be a close game, I think maybe 27-24, but they got to be careful not to fall for the trap. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think it'll be a little bit closer than people think. I don't think Jacksonville's going to get ran over here, especially with their run game, confident passing. But I do think the Eagles at home, uh, maybe by a field goal or a touchdown, can get the W and continue the streak 4-0 going into the rest of the season. I hope so. All right, let's talk about a little fantasy football. Fantasy football. All right, we're going to start off with some wide receivers. Right off the bat, Cleveland's Amari Cooper. He had seven receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown off 11 targets. That was 23 points. This week playing at Atlanta, 14 projected. Uh, Amari continues to shine. Traded from Dallas. Obviously, Dallas looks like they may be missing Amari Cooper. Big time. He's been great since his days in Alabama. He's a quiet receiver. It lets his... Uh, doesn't do a lot of trash talking. He lets his play on the field kind of, you know, show his game. I like him. Well, everybody left him for dead, especially after uh, they had the injuries and suspension issues over in Cleveland. They said, oh, Jacoby Brissett, game manager, nothing's going to happen. The first two games, nothing did happen. Uh, and why would they? I mean, they got the running game. But last game, week three, he had a great game. And he actually messed up a little bit, too. He could have had another touchdown. Uh, so, uh, you know, I liked him. He, he looked really sharp. Having a great receiver at WR1, especially when you have two great running backs running the ball like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb will talk about it a little bit later, can make a huge difference. But you got to make those plays when you get the targets. Obviously, he had 11 targets, seven receptions. Those are pretty good. Absolutely. And you know, they do have Peoples-Jones, and he's a good supporting guy. But, you know, he's not Amari's caliber. And look what the Najuko did. He came up huge. At Najuko, he's a guy I've, I've been a fan with since he was drafted, but he really hasn't produced on the field. He's been pretty underwhelming over the last couple of years, uh, always a afraid to start him in fantasy. He'll get you one game every seven. Oh, but absolutely. Let's see if he can get a little bit more consistency. Um, next guy we want to talk about out of Seattle, DK Metcalf. Uh, he had five receptions, 64 yards and a touchdown, but he had 12 targets. Uh, he's got Geno Smith throwing him the ball in Seattle. You know, the Jets, we love Geno Smith. Why can't we get him back? Just kidding. <laughs> um, but he's playing at Atlanta, 14 projected, or playing at Detroit, excuse me, 12 projected points. Uh, DK Metcalf, he's a beast of a human. They really got to just give him a couple more jump balls. But obviously, that's what they're doing. Five receptions, 12 targets. Uh, he is getting jump balls. He's just got to catch them. He is a beast. It looks like a, a big uh, Terrell Owens to me. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, he's another guy we all left for dead. Once uh, Russell left, and we said, forget about it. Geno, Drew Locke. You know, there could be no passing game. Plus, Seattle, they play so slow. What, 39, 40 plays or something that they run? It's crazy. But two weeks ago, uh, Lockett 
showed up with about 10, 11 catches. And now all of a sudden, Metcalf had that 12 targets. I mean, we ripped Geno Smith a lot just because of the, the bad luck he had with the Jets, but he is a, a veteran quarterback right now in the league. He should be able to make these throws. DK Metcalf should have had two touchdowns. He had a toe tapper that he just missed at the outside. But can you trust DK Metcalf? Can you trust Seattle's offense to put him in your starting lineup and, and get production week after week? Because he's only given you one week out of the last three. Absolutely. I'm not sure I'm sold on the whole Seattle offense yet. But if Pete Carroll, and he's not stupid, you know, if he figures out what he has out there, he sees that he can trust Geno and he starts opening up a little bit the gas pedal. Uh, I think we're going to see a little bit uh, better game out of Seattle moving forward, which would include Metcalf and Lockett. I like that. Uh, finally, we got Jalen Waddle out of Miami. He had four receptions, 102 yards on six targets, 15 points, playing at Cincinnati uh, this Thursday, 14 projected points. I love Jalen Waddle. He was great last year. I think he had close to 100 receptions. And now he's got Tyree Kill on the other side, taking coverage way down the line. I think Waddle will have a bigger year this year than he did last year. We talked about Waddle all last year. I loved him. a huge fan. I wish I had him on my teams. I didn't. But, uh, you know, he would be a WR1 on any team, except with T, uh, with Tyreek, right, the cheetah. Um, I, I think those guys complement each, uh, each other very well. I think that they give Tua a new dynamic. Uh, you know, everyone said Tua couldn't make the plays, he couldn't make the passes. Well, he's proven everybody wrong. Um, so, yeah, I love Waddle. I think he's good for like seven receptions every game, probably 85 yards and a touchdown. And uh, what's uh, Miami's record now? They just beat who? 3-0, and they're a dog on Thursday night. I mean, Cincinnati's breaking out their all-white uniforms. They're going to be beautiful. Talk about wide receivers. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd on one side, the Cheetah, Waddle, Kaseki on the other. You'd think there'd be a lot of points in this game. Miami getting four points on the spread. I think Miami can win this game, but you're playing a very desperate Cincinnati team at home who really feels like they've been cheated out of a win or two this year. Now, they're coming off a bad win against the Jets. You won 27-12. I'm not going to throw a party for you for that. You beat Joe Flacco. We'll talk about it later. But Miami is rolling right now. Two is rolling. I'm not sure if I'm going against Miami. Yeah, I wouldn't go near that, uh, you know, with a 10-foot pole. I really like Miami in that game, but they are playing in Cincinnati, and they they got their backs to the wall. So... Uh, but the problem is Joe Mixon's not producing. Uh, the offensive line's not holding up. So I think Miami's got a heck of a shot. I'd stay away from that game. All right, we want to welcome John Glass, big friend of the show, Mr. NFL, you're a prime America manager and former Rutgers offensive lineman. Always good to be here. Talking football with you guys, you studs. It's awesome, man. Appreciate to see you, Johnny. Good to have you back. So let's jump into it. Let's do some fantasy football running backs. Fantasy football. All right, Big John Glass, Nick Chubb, what do you think? Nick Chubb looking like Nick Stud right now, man. I mean, what is he doing? Uh, 100 yards a game. He's looking good, man. Touchdowns, running the ball. Um, you know, they're they're holding it down right now till uh, who knows what's going to happen with the quarterback coming back. But listen, I mean, the run game, he's leading it in, in, in a lot of the categories and just looking like a stud, right? Really looking like a stud. O-line is moving people and he's running hard right now. Which, he looks uh, fresh. He looks fresh. Fresh. I think he's going to have a big week. I mean, he is a former Georgia running back going back, playing at Atlanta this week, uh, who's been playing all right, but their defense has been giving up points. And again, uh, he's spent the best yards per carry in the NFL, since, what, over five yards per carry average in his career. That's amazing. Why not give him the ball every three times, 15 yards? 
And they got that big one-two punch with Kareem Hunt, too. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. He's not the only running back there. You know what I mean? He, he gets a reprieve sometimes, and they got somebody just as good right behind him running as well. We're watching the game. I tell you, I had Nick Chubb on my fantasy team. Kareem Hunt from the one, from the one, from the one. Fourth down, they give Nick Chubb the ball. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, I still lose by four points. Didn't matter, but uh, it was good to see. Absolutely. Next, we got Jamal Williams out of Detroit. He had 20 rushes, 87 yards, and two touchdowns, 24 points. He'll be playing Seattle this week, 12 projected points. I like Jamal Williams. Now, he's battling with time with Swift. I heard Swift maybe having an injury, so he could be a real primary back this week. And I watch HBO Hard Knocks. He is a true leader. He's an emotional leader on the team. I, I just saw the passion that comes out of him. He was so upset by having the 3-14 and 14 season last year. He just says 3-14, and 3-14. and 14. We need to change that. And I I think a lot of that comes from the coach as well, the new coach in Detroit, really changing the mentality, making sure that they have to take credibility for their actions. Yeah, I like him too. A uh, solid guy. He's been that way for years. You know, we always look at him as the number two guy wherever he's been. But, uh, you know, he gets a lot of turns here, even with DeAndre Swift uh, uh, healthy. Now I think he's going to get a good, uh, good run this week. You know, listen, it's always good to have another one-two punch, kind of like we talked about there. But uh, I, I love that you're talking about, about just playing with passion, taking it personal, you know, not just letting the old Detroit narrative, uh, you know, roll off your shoulders. They really want to do something there. They really want to win. And when you have a passionate leader like him that can galvanize a team, that's somebody the whole team can get, really get around. And I think one thing nobody really talks about is Detroit's O-line. Uh, a lot of their running backs are not even getting touched for five yards before the first contact. That's unheard of. Yeah, and The Hogs. I think it's Paneni Sewell. He he was their first round draft pick about two years ago, and now he talks about going up against the uh, the, the the edge rusher out of Michigan, Hutchinson, I believe. Yep. And those two guys going at it back and forth, and they said it just makes them better going against you know two number one former first round picks. Boom, every game it's just better for them. Steel sharpens steel, man. So it's a, it's a good thing for them over there. Yeah, finally we got Christian McCaffrey, superstar at Carolina. He had twenty five rushes, hundred and eight yards, only thirteen points, uh, playing Arizona, nineteen projected. I think he. Definitely finds the end zone this week. I think he's really uh, the engine in Carolina. Baker Mayfield, I'm not sold on him yet. I think he still has to develop some chemistry, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, Baker's so far been a real disappointment, you could say. And also the coaching staff and the play calls, because you got Christian McCaffrey. What does he get? Maybe one pass uh, a game? He used to get eight, nine, ten. That's where he makes his uh, open space runs. That's where he gets all his yardage. And having him run into piles, it makes no sense. What are they doing? I agree, man. You got to get Christian McCaffrey in space. He's definitely the heartbeat of that team. Um, and with uh, with the O line kind of doing what they're doing there, and, and uncertainty at quarterback, you're gonna be leaning more on the running back over there. And he is the the guy there. So you got to get him in space. You got to give him the ball, not just uh, behind the line. And you got to get him out in space and let him do his thing because that's where he really excels. That's where he makes his money. I think Carolina needs to go find a better slot receiver. I mean, they have DJ Moore, who's a, a little bit of a slot, but he's on the outside. Robbie Anderson. He doesn't get any passes. Mm -hmm. He's a one-trick pony going down the left. I really think they need someone like a Chris Godwin or someone in the middle, even an old Cole Beasley, right, type of a player. Um, you know, a Julian Edelman, bring him out of retirement. I could that would change the dynamic for Carolina. I think that's DJ Moore is always open. Throw the ball to him. Like <laughs> one of these quarterbacks, please. <laughs> All right, now we're going to talk about the New York Jets.
Oh, the New York Jets coming off a loss. We're 1-2 on the season, losing to Cincinnati last week, 27-12 this week at Pittsburgh. Right now, Pittsburgh uh, open minus 3.5. It's still the same. Under over is 40.5. Kuna, what do you think? You know, the Jets, I think, have actually been, even though they're 1-2, I think they're playing better than I did give them credit for, uh, especially under Joe Flacco. But in the first week, I said, I like Flacco. He makes the passes. He doesn't really throw the picks. And what has he done? Throw like 50 passes a game. And and he's making his rookie wide receivers look like superstars. So I don't think there's a Flacco problem right now. I think there's an O-line problem in in New York uh, as far as getting the run game really moving. And uh, I think the Jets are playing with a lot of heart. What are you saying? I think you're completely wrong. I think Joe Flacco, I mean, last week, no touchdowns, two interceptions. He's a, he's a veteran. He's a leader in the locker room, but he's not the leader I want on the field. No offense. I like Joe Flacco. I think he's done a lot of great things for the NFL. I like him in our locker room. I need Zach Wilson back. I need him healthy, and I need him slinging the ball downfield to the receivers to make the catch. Well, I tell you what, he is coming back, but I'm not happy with him the first game back going against the Pittsburgh defense with that O-line. So I think Zach's going to be running for his life, and that's the only reason I got Pittsburgh winning that game, like 23-18. Otherwise, I'd actually gone for the Jets. I mean, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to Zach coming back as well for the for the Jets because I think they have a uh, you know a lot of heart in that team and they want to change the narrative there as well. But Flacco, you know, I mean, listen, he's 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 a veteran quarterback. He could hopefully steady the ship a little bit. I mean, you know, threw a couple picks, but I mean, he is throwing the ball a lot. And they're putting a lot on his shoulders. But, uh, you know, when the young guy comes back, the thing I'm worried about is, you know, just, um, you know, game shape, which is a real thing in the NFL. You know, missing those reps, not seeing it consistently, the speed of the game, coming back in at the quarterback position. So even when he does come back, there's going to be a game or two laps where we kind of really got to get his feet back under him. I agree with that. Yeah, playing Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh one and two on the season. They got Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not sold on him oh, no. at all. Oh no. I mean, look at Deontay Johnson. I got him. He's still getting you know, like 21 receptions on the season, zero touchdowns. He's visibly unhappy with his quarterback. I think. Pittsburgh should make a change sooner than later. I don't know if they want to throw Kenny Pickett in the fire this soon, but Mitchell Trubisky, I think we can beat him. I think the Jets have a chance. I mean, the line's only three and a half, so that's telling people the Jets have a chance. Usually, I agree with the chance. Six or eight right. points. So. Right. No, definitely have a chance, man. But I think I think the transition to the young guy is going to happen in Pittsburgh sooner rather than later. Um, you kind of see and know what you're getting out of Mitchell Trubisky, trying to hold the fort down. But I think uh, the hometown Pickett, uh, young kid, I think he's going to kind of step in there, and they're going to have to throw you know throw him the torch at some point. I mean, here's a game not. Najee Harris is going to be the focal point. The Jets can stop the run. We have a couple corners now where we can stick on Deontay Johnson. Who else are they got to throw the ball to? Well, I mean, you got that Claypool. He's becoming a gadget guy. Looks like Quarterell right right now, right? You know, running uh, slot passes, all kinds of nonsense, end arounds. But, uh, yeah. but are they doing that because they... Uh, you know, I want to do it, or it's because they need to do it. I think because they need to do it. But, you know, they also got Pickens out there. He's uh, looking pretty good. A little OBJ status last week with Absolutely. the big catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking so good. I like him. And they got Fryermuth, but he hasn't been that involved. At least last week he wasn't. So I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of it's on Trubinsky right now. I think Deontay Johnson's going to be the key of this game. I think if they can contain him, if they can put sauce on him and hold him down, uh, it's going to be bad for my fantasy team, but great for the Jets, and we root for the Jets every week. I think they're going to try to get Najee Harris involved early and often and try to get that running game going with him and get him going because he's still a stellar back, I believe. And, you know, he, he you know getting a, getting a bunch of attempts, I think they want to get him kind of warmed up and really going. And if they do that and the Jets can't stop him, I think they're going to be in a good situation. i tell you one other thing. Uh, Najee, I agree, he's going to get a lot of work, but I would stop putting more of that J. Jalen Samuel, because he looked fantastic last year. A lot of step. 
I think you're both right, obviously, with the number over under being 40 and a half. They think this is going to be a run ball fest. Um, I think the Jets need to do more with the backs, throwing the ball. Like we talked with Christian McCaffrey, uh, Michael Carter, Brees Hall, both guys both can catch them. the ball out of the backfield. Uh, we got wide receivers now that can go down, scorch down the sides with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. Throw the ball to the back. So let's get some first downs, move the chains, and let's take Pittsburgh out. Get let's the see how it goes. Space. That's yeah. a, there you go. All right, let's move on to our final thoughts, our locks of the week. Lock of the week. All right, we're going to start with the Minnesota Vikings, 2-1 and one, at the New Orleans Saints, who are 1-2. and two. This line was minus 3. It's currently Minis- or Minnesota minus 3. It's currently Minnesota minus 2.5. I mean, we could talk about Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Winston Thomas, Kamara. There's a lot of superstar names here. Uh, in, in New Orleans, it's going to be a tough atmosphere, but I think I like Minnesota. Well, in New Orleans, in London. Mm. Excuse me. Correct. So that's correct. why I hate this game because I hate London games. It's always a blowout one way or the other. You never see a real competitive game in London in my experience. But I just think the Minnesota right now has too much horsepower. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You don't know. Will the real Kirk Cousins please stand up? I mean, was it the week one Kirk Cousins? Was it the week two Kirk Cousins? Well, he's always 50-50. So, he, you know, he's always winning one week. I mean, they came back, had the win last week, but Jefferson did nothing. He had a rough game. Cook did Two okay. weeks in a row, Jefferson did nothing, right? So I think uh, this is a game where uh, Kirk Cousins and uh, Justin Jefferson hook up at least twice in the end zone, and I think that's going to project them over the over the Saints. I don't think they'll be able to keep up. I don't think the Saints would be able to keep up with the firepower. I mean, you know, Winston's getting back to old Winston. You know, he's throwing his picks again. Uh, Michael Thomas been uh, banged up. Kamara banged up with his ribs. What do you think, John? I was kind of high on Jameis Winston at the beginning of the season because I've seen a little bit of turnaround and change. But I'm going to have to lean towards Minnesota in this one. And speaking from experience from playing in Europe, um, that playing ride is a serious ride. So there's really no home team this week. You know, they're both going to be kind of on the road in a different uh, environment, different experience. It is a really um, exciting experience over there because when you're playing in Europe, um, you know, they treat American football like, you know, European football. And the crowd goes crazy no matter what. It's it's a timeout and the crowd is going You got nuts. the rainbow jerseys. You got every kind of jersey out there. There's always a couple rogue jet jerseys even. It's good to see you know, uh, know what a, you're gonna a wide see. community of fans that come to support they're the gonna, They're going to like it. They're going to enjoy that experience, but they're both going to be a little off. I expect probably a lower scoring game, but I think I think Kirk Cousins is going to be able to be a standout in this game. I think he's going to show he's the he's the guy that they want him to be, and I think he's going to get the job done. I think uh, Minnesota is going to take down the Saints. And I, and I think, too, one thing you got to remember, when you go to uh, London and you start drinking those pints, the alcohol is twice as much as American beer. So if you drank a case here, you better cut down to about a 12-pack out in London. Better go only two days early, not a week early. So what do you think about the, the score? I'm going 27-17 Minnesota. I, I like that 27-20, 27-17. I go 28-14. I think Minnesota's going to kind of flex their muscles a little bit on this one. All right. Next game, we got the New England Patriots, who are 1-2 and two at Green Bay, 2-1. and one. Uh, This line opened up at Green Bay, minus 10. Currently, Green Bay, minus 9.5. Uh, you know, we've been talking about Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams, and now we could talk about the Patriots, Mac Jones' injury. Are they bringing Cam Newton back? Um, that's a big question mark for, for a team and having a missing quarterback. I mean, listen, man, you, when your star goes down, a quarterback, especially a young guy you're developing, who is looking promising, exactly. uh, looking promising, can throw the ball around a little bit, but now he's down, uh, they're going to be a little bit in disarray, man. And the defense isn't the defense I like to see a Belichick defense have yeah. right now. Um, they're getting sliced up in a lot of different areas right now. So I'm uh, not kind of sure where the Green Bay's heading, but, you know, um, I, 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 
Listen, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, the Patriots are heading with their with their quarterback situation. Um, I'm not even sure who's starting this week. I think it's Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer's going to be the guy yeah, in there? I think so. I think it'd be safe to take a Green Bay money line here and say Green Bay with the win, 10 points could be a lot. But I could see Green Bay winning this game by 21 points. If uh, Hoyer comes in, He could. he's a pretty good quarterback, but it's not like the receivers in New England are, are dominant to where they can have chemistry like it's you know, no problem. And Jacoby Myers is hurt, right? The, the no-touchdown slot machine. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't like the spread. It bothers me right now because Green Bay hasn't really wowed me yet. Uh, so I, I go Green Bay maybe 2013. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Green Bay in this one. I think, uh, I, again, I think Aaron Rodgers kind of flexes muscles in this game a little bit. And Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, I think, and A.J. AJ Dillon, they have been running the ball very well. So if they can continue to run the ball, eat up the clock, and keep throwing over the top to Lazard, I think it's a good game. For great them. great run game right now with Green Bay. I like what they're doing on the run game. And the offensive line is, is looking pretty well. I, I, can't, I, I can't lie. I think they're looking really good protecting uh, Rodgers and moving the line and scrimmage for the running game. They do have a better right. defense, too. Yeah, I can see something like 28-13. Next game, Denver Broncos 2-1, a surprise at the Las Vegas Raiders. We excuse us last week. We said Oakland Raiders about 13 times. It's the Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders who are 0-3, the only 0-3 team in the NFL right now. Uh, this line, Las Vegas, minus 2.5. We could talk about Russell Wilson on the new team. Um, the Raider offense just not producing like we think it would. But I think the Raiders will get their first win at home. I like the the Raiders here at minus 2.5. Ooh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, the Raiders not looking like they were uh, projected in the beginning. I think... Uh, um, I, I don't. I don't really like the car connection right now. I'm not sure what's going on with that right now. But um, I, I Denver, that's a tough one as well. Russell Wilson is, you know, just uh, he looks lost. He well, listen. I mean, in, in in the Monday night game, man, he really wasn't. I mean, we we're expecting a lot more out of him. We wanted to see that that big contract step up. We wanted to see the Russell magic. Now he did it in the end, and that's the Russell magic we're used to seeing. But um, there hasn't been that consistency so far with their offense in the first three it's games. It's like he's playing with handcuffs on. Or I something. mean, it, it, you know, I, it, I, we will, we got him to change of offense, change of coordinator, change of scenery. But um, you know, we we were we were expected to, to he went there to, so we could see Russ cook, right. and we're not seeing Russ cook. He's barely bacon right now. So. Yeah, there's been a lot of video out there him missing wide open receivers wide open plays but again new team but again they're two and one they're two and one right now we're talking about them like they're oh and three the jets are one and two and i have more faith in the jets so you know maybe i'm not seeing something that i should be but denver two and one they did beat san fran where i did not think they could beat san fran in that game san fran very disappointing last week for well, the defense has been stepping up for denver i mean we all knew they have a good defense i think they're playing well and but that was at home. I think now in Las Vegas, I think in a different atmosphere, especially against an zero and three team, a desperate team. Um, I think the Raiders show up. I think Devontae Adams finds the end zone twice. I think Hunter Renfro has a better game, and you know, I think the Denver uh, Denver team's in trouble here at the Raiders. I say uh, I think Denver's going to step up uh, and put the Raiders to zero and four. I think Devontae's going to be a little bit upset. He left Rodgers, <laughs> and uh, and I think uh, the the ship's going to be a little bit unsettled there. His bank account's not too upset. <laughs> His yeah, he's, upset. he's counting the, uh, the the reasons why he left. But uh, Raiders, yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, you're right, Wasp. I think it's going to be a. Uh, an aggravated team out in Las Vegas, and uh, they, I think they got to use Waller better, and I think they got to use their running game a little bit better to free up uh, Adams on the outside. I don't know if Renfro's playing because he's been playing hurt, uh, but um, uh, they had that Hollins guy go go Matt mad, Hollins, Brad Hollins. Right. So you know, I like the Raiders twenty three twenty. I like that. 
I think uh, the Raiders just can't celebrate at halftime if they're up by two touchdowns. I think it was last week or two weeks ago, whatever, they had Raider guys popping bottles in the stands, and then all of a sudden they lose. But that's counting chickens. I can write a book on counting chickens. I remember the AFC West is wide open now, right? Kansas City losing. Denver's uh, so-so. Chargers losing. So, you know, this is an incentive right now for Vegas. And there's a lot of good games out there. I was at Kansas City Buccaneers this week. That's a Kansas City minus two line. Uh, I think in Tampa, that's going to be a fantastic fantastic game to watch. I know uh, Mike Evans is coming back to give Brady a little bit of help. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that game. I know the Bucks are usually better in Tampa, but they just lost to Green Bay. That was not a stellar game. No. Kansas City, Mahomes coming off a loss right. is a Mahomes you do not see very often. So I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of going extra Going against motivation. a real good secondary in, in, in uh, Tampa. Absolutely. So it's going to be tough on Mahomes. And listen, week four in the NFL, this is the week where you kind of shake it out a it little is. bit. And you it really is. see th- this is where teams separate themselves and reveal themselves. right? So we're going to find out who teams really are, I think, this and the next week in the NFL. And I, I'm a big fan of the Chargers this week. Uh, I mean, I think they're around minus four and a half. They've been underperforming. Now, I know Keenan Allen's a big part of that offense. He He's been missing. Eckler has kind of been invisible. Uh, they've been doing a little bit of running back by committee uh, in the Chargers. I think they got to focus more on Eckler, get him the ball out of the backfield, get that running game going, and then start to hit Mike Williams and Keenan Allen over the top. They just lost Guyton, too, I think. He went to IR. Well, it's better for Eckler than <laughs> get a couple more fantasy points. But uh, no, no, it's some real exciting games this week. Um, the NFL's been fantastic already through three weeks, so I think we'll have another great week this week in NFL Week 4. Looking forward to seeing the results of all these games, and um, looking. I, w- I want to watch that Europe game. I know we're Sunday morning NFL. We get to watch the game at nine in the morning, so uh, I'll be up early to check out the highlights and see these guys uh, over there, and uh, you know, see how they acclimate to the time change. We got to see how Cook does with his shoulder. Well, they have Madison, though, who's been running the ball well. He's almost like a, a cook clone sometimes. They oh, yeah. said uh, he could be out there, and he's a good secondary option if you need him on fantasy teams just in case Cook goes down to you know punch one or two in. So, uh, all right, in closing, we want to thank our sponsor, Steel Pixel Studios. We want to thank our producer, Ben, or, of course, John Glass. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, and go Jets. Hey, Jets 1 and 2, big week for the Jets. Uh, go Eagles 3 and 0. Uh, have a great weekend, and thank you so much for listening to Goon on the Wasp.